Welcome, everybody, to the Eyes on Big podcast, your number one growing, fastest growing Big Ten podcast. And I honestly think we can say that. Uh, There's no doubt. A 14,000% growth. Uh, actually, 11,300% growth over the last 14 days. Gotcha. Not, Not bad. bad. Yeah. Um, very, very much appreciate uh, listening. Very, very much appreciate you, uh, any of those people out there that retweeted and forwarded on to your buddies uh specific people we want to uh uh, thank from twitter would be sec exposed uh anybody that is a big 10 fan and also by chance a not so much sec fan you'd be crazy not to follow sec exposed on twitter um also college football focus cfb focus NCAAF Nation, obviously NCAA Football Nation. Uh, shout out to Northwestern fans and NU fans. Oh yeah, that's right. They the did a great, yeah, like they it. did a great job. Uh, buddy Brian, buddy Danimal, buddy buddy Aaron, and this is crazy. A, a, a Twitter person, Derry Adams, who's a Nebraska fan, and oh. actually, yeah, actually, re- I didn't see that. retweeted it out. So. All right. That is somebody that obviously didn't listen to the podcast first before before he retweeted it out, possibly. At least some of them he didn't listen to. (laughs) Um, But uh, yeah, just to give you a little synapse in case there's some new people that will join in even more onto this podcast than what we've already had, which obviously that's the goal. Um, We are certainly a a Big Ten football-specific podcast. but we are not a blue blood only podcast. We no, are sir. all fourteen teams. Damn right, and uh, even Illinois. Which, uh, by the way, the the eyes on big podcast name came from the I in Illinois and the I in Iowa. I'm a Iowa fan. Yeah, played football. Play on words. Though. Yep. So play on words. We had one person on Twitter just like awful name. Yeah. Well, he didn't just say. Uh, he said this is a terrible, terrible name. <laughs> so that's Twitter. But hey, and then I think your reaction. I replied, was, "Thanks for thanks listening." For listening. <laughs> so hey, we'll take we'll take whatever we can get, even if you don't like the uh, uh, the eyes on big name. We're okay with that. So all right, so what we're gonna do tonight? Holy cow! We have football. We have, we have football. We are literally less than twenty four hours, hours away yeah. from Big Ten from football. Big Ten football, not just football. New Mexico State at Minnesota would be the uh, first game played, and then obviously Northwestern Purdue. So what we're gonna do is basically just two segments, really. Um, we're gonna do uh, just kind of some housekeeping, housekeeping around the Big Ten things because there's some happenings that have gone down the last two or three days. And then we're going to go down all uh, 13 games. There's 13 games because uh, one of the games, obviously, uh, is between two Big Ten teams. So we'll go through all, every one of those games and uh, give you our kind of thoughts, what we're interested in, what we think, uh, how the game's going to go. And then we'll have a Big Ten game of the week at the very end. Um, so, yeah, I want to jump into the housekeeping. Yeah, let's, let's get started there. So the first thing I'll say for the housekeeping is I'm fully aware that the uh, there was more stuff that came out with Ohio State and Zach Smith. And I don't want to talk about it. There you go. Okay. okay. Next so, topic. Uh, Joe Burrow was named uh, yes. the starting quarterback at LSU. Yet uh, another the Big cr- Ten cast off. <laughs> starting <laughs> in the SEC. And I, uh, I'm an idiot. I just... I was making fun of LSU already because uh, of Joe Burrow being a career second or third string quarterback and going down in a matter of weeks winning the uh, uh, starting quarterback job right. at LSU. Uh, but then Danny Etling. Danny also, Etling last year. Wasn't that, was two that years just ago? two years ago? Yeah. And two years ago also Austin Appleby wow. was at Florida. Wow. 
remember the two yeah. Purdue cast offs That's right. in the same season became starters in the SEC. Hey, Purdue's cradle quarterbacks, man. Well, that's true. They are. So um, I don't know what is more disappointing in LSU over the years, their offense or their uh, offensive line or quarterback. They have both been awful for a long time. Yeah, I'm going to go with quarterback, though. Yeah. Because they still generally run the ball fairly well. Yeah, it's a good point. Yeah. Um, going quarterbacking. Because it's just amazing that they cannot get a decent quarterback, even a decent one. Yeah. I mean, you got to go back to even Mettenberger. I didn't think it was that good. He had an arm, and that was it. Yeah, I remember having one good game that was against Alabama, and they lost anyway. Right. Um, that he was just pedestrian. Certainly, the in the uh, pantheon of consistently overrated teams: LSU, yeah. Texas, USC, USC, Notre Dame. Is that yeah. is that pretty much the uh, yeah. Mount Rushmore of overrated teams right there? That may be, but I think you might want to throw Michigan in there historically. Ooh, shot across the bow to yeah. our Michigan listeners. Yeah, Ho- hopefully Steve Dace is listening. Wow, dude, you got to relax on the Steve Dace stuff. I know, I got to back off. Yeah. Right. Um, so then more just, it's not knucklehead season, but just stuff you don't want to hear. Mm. Um, within hours, I swear, of releasing the podcast and me picking Michigan to win the Big Ten, Tyreek Black goes yes, down. Yes, that's right. Not good. Nope. Bad break for Michigan. Ooh, oh, wow. We need a sound drop there. Yeah, broken foot, and I believe it was the same foot he broke before. I don't know. Didn't I, I was trying to follow that. the Harbaugh press conference. He was like, uh, uh, they broke left foot, and then uh, and then the, I think he's like, I, I, and we'll get the other foot good, and then his feet will be good, and <laughs> – that was it. Did he, I, did he I never like drinking more milk or anything no, like that. Not, you know that would fit in with yeah, the broken bone thing. Would. So maybe that was Tyreek's issue. He wasn't following Coach Harbaugh. Or he was rules. drinking skim milk when he should have been drinking whole. It's all about whole. Hey, yeah. in my house, whole milk. Whole milk. Really? Oh yeah. Okay. It's the way to go. It's 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 that's the only real milk. I'm not gonna argue with you, but some of us have history of heart issues in the family yeah yeah okay well i'm really i'm willing to take that risk okay. <laughs> um another uh situation that would not be good if you're a nebraska fan is uh tristan is it goodbye or gebbia i went with gebbia gebbia i thought it was gebbia um finds out he's not the uh starting quarterback goes to what i think everybody assumed was going to be the starting quarterback and adrian martinez right. and he pulls out of classes and, and transfers pulls out of class oregon the next state day, and he's already at oregon state yeah now, doesn't it? Are they down to one scholarship quarterback? Then is it they're just down later? to one scholarship quarterback. I've looked into it. It is not complete doom and gloom for their okay. backup. It's a, he is a walk on, right? They do so have like one anexed kind of situation. Yes, okay. yes, that's not a bad way. He's a preferred walk on, sure. if you will. Um, he's he but does still, fit there. One no. injury, and guess what? You're the starting quarterback, right? And you just. And, and, run. and obviously the luck of it happening in week one or two is very low. Um, but he, he obviously didn't get a lot of first and second team reps through yeah. camp. So right now he's getting his, you know, the, the backup, his first lion share of, of reps through practice. Mm-hmm. So, um, but it's funny because me and you have talked on this podcast previously about our trepidations. If we were a Nebraska fan to running that type of offense in a big time conference He's going to be running a lot. He's right. going to be prone to injury. Yeah. And it, he's already prone to injury. Right. And he's going to be running a lot. Right. And I M- think there's a little. Martinez, that is. Martinez, yeah, Adrian Martinez. I will say this. Adrian Martinez is a little bit bigger than I thought. I mean, he's beefed up to he's like, like 215, 220, like 215 yeah. I don't think they run the quarterback quite as much as what people think. It's not like a It's not like a 15 no. rushes a game. No. However. But, it's, but it is. 
significant, especially against the better teams. Correct. Yeah. I mean, it's certainly higher I mean, than what a pro pro right. style quarterback would be. Obviously, if you're going to win the game anyway, you don't want to run your quarterback. But if you need him to run to win the game, you're and going to do that it. is what is played out. They've they've run the quarterback more in bigger games. Yep, it's typically the case. But um, <laughs> just uh, uh, throw something out there. I don't know if you watched a lot of the Big Ten and beyond stuff. I watch. You know, I stuff, I know you love it. I, I, well, I'll take it all. I don't I watch much of it. No. Yeah. I just I can't you, sit there and it, you, I just end up turning it off. What do you think of uh, Dave Wanstad? I like Wani overall, but he is funny to listen to. I mean, I always thought he was funny. So he was the coach for the Bears back when I lived oh, yeah. in Chicago. Yeah. So I heard a lot of Wani pressers. Yeah, he had his little his bop. Uh, Rashawn's got a knee bop, and then he always says Wisconsin, Wisconsin. I've never known. Okay. Oh, yeah, it, it, right. it is a hard West. There's yeah. no West right. to it. And then he said, guys, guys, Wisconsin could lose two games and still get to a college football playoff. So I'm like, okay, so no team's ever lost two games and got in, but Wisconsin can lose two years, sure. two games and get in. Right. I mean, I'm not saying it's impossible, but he, he, he was adamant. So he was he pound started, the table. Is he start, it sounds a little lispy. Is he starting to lisp here? Is he like, I think lisp. Has early onset Lou Holtz or something? Yeah. <laughs> Lou Holtz is his own his his own Twitter what? handle. <laughs> he Holtz. is that's right. Um, but anyways, he always cracks me up. Yeah. And then last thing for uh, housekeeping is uh, well, so we got a couple more um, um, personnel oh, changes. Brandon Dawkins for IU has left the team. He was their uh, grad transfer quarterback from Arizona. He was actually considering either Illinois or Indiana. Goes to Indiana and. They name Peyton Ramsey the starter, so kind of like Gabia, he just turns tail. But he does; he's not transferring anywhere. He's just quitting football, just quitting apparently. Football. Yeah. And then also Manny Bowen, linebacker from Penn State, who was slated to be a starter, is I think kicked off the team. Yeah, they've had some. Unfortunate... He, and he's been kicked off once before, and they let really? him back on. And yeah. they've had some injuries. They've had some attrition. Yeah, he's not the only linebacker to have left this offseason. Yeah, and then a D-line out to injury, too. So mm. and they were already thin and young on yeah. defense. But that's all the personnel movement. Um, then the other thing that kind of hit the, the, the Twitter sphere today was the Big Ten releasing the crossover games between the Big Ten West and the Big Ten East. And so there was a little bit of confusion on me and Big Kurtz. Yeah, but part. I think we figured it out. So in the in the the previous schedule from I guess it was uh, what thirteen through I guess twenty one, and maybe it was fourteen through twenty one, they had what they call permanent crossover games, and they aligned these based on basically the recent success of each program. So for instance, Illinois' crossover was Rutgers, Makes Iowa, Penn State, Iowa, Penn State. So in this next block of schedules, a six-year block from 22 to 25, they chose at random. So fans that were used to it being based on success were a little confused, myself included. So do we want to just go down the list and go, for it. And go through the matches? Okay, so Illinois moves from Rutgers to Penn State. Ouch. Yeah. Um, <laughs> quite a downgrade for Illinois, but an upgrade for Penn State. Um, IU is going to be matched with Purdue, which I thought was weird because they're rivals anyway. Right. Don't they always play regardless? Iowa gets Rutgers. That's a strange one as well. But again, this is totally at random. Maryland, Northwestern, Michigan, Nebraska, Michigan State, Minnesota, and Ohio State, Wisconsin. 
I have a hard time believing that last one was random. I have a hard time. Okay, when I first looked at, it, I'm like, okay, Wisconsin, Ohio State makes sense, matches yep, up right perfectly. Even like um, Michigan, Nebraska. Oh, uh, Michigan, Nebraska Kinda makes sense. Makes sense. Um, Maryland, Northwestern, but, maybe but, even. I mean, the 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 top four None teams. Of the rest the top sense. four teams in the Big Ten West are Wisconsin. Iowa, Northwestern, Nebraska. No, no doubt. There's, there's no, there's not anything you can point to that doesn't Correct. say that. Um, the top four teams in the East are, it's well documented. Yep. It matches for two, but then it just goes to helter skelter after right. that. I don't. It it's seems hard like for the me NBA to lottery draft, the, the, the <laughs> yeah. draft lottery that they do. Which like a frozen, always seems a little. Ske- the, I'm always the frozen a little envelope. Yeah, trick. Yeah. Right. Um, how am I supposed to feel if I'm an Iowa fan getting Rutgers? Happy. Okay, I don't. Well, that doesn't make any sense to me. You're scheduling basically a win every year. I mean, out of six of those, how many do you think they're going to win? At least five. Yeah. Um, I don't I like know. I don't. Games. I don't know how tiresome you understand it gets being an Iowa fan getting ridiculed for your schedule nonstop. Man, I I invite that for Illinois. If we're I, winning eight games a year, please make fun of me for my schedule. And I can tell you, two or three of of my favorite. Iowa games over the last several years have been against Penn State and Michigan State, meaning those would be one of the two teams I would have, I would have chose. You're still going to play good teams every year. I would just accept the, the automatic win and, and, and move on. And there's going to be two other – that's probably another thing you want to point out. Like, you're still going to get, what, two other crossover games, yeah, right? Yeah, correct. So it's not like that's the only crossover game no. Iowa's going to get. No, you get I'd, three every year. But they, I guess they just had to start somewhere to lock it in, and then they just fill in the schedules from there I with guess. the other crossover games. I mean, I was hoping ours would be Eastern and Michigan or something like that, but <laughs> it didn't happen. All right. So, yeah, man. That's good Good for housekeeping. I think that's it. Yeah. That's all I've got. So this is, I mean, literally, I, I, I can't tell you how excited I am to I know. be talking about football. And I keep forgetting today's Wednesday. I was yeah. thinking it was Tuesday. Oh, We've feel- got... Tomorrow, we've got Big Ten football. Big Ten football. So, all right. So, here we go. Yeah, let's yeah. go. So, like I said, we're going to do this, uh, break down the games, pretty much chronological order. Um, and then uh, uh, we're going to kind of give you just real quick synapse, what we think, score, go from there for each one. So, first game, Thursday night. But now, at... hold on. You're going against the spread. Yes. I'm just picking winners, basically. Correct. Okay. If you want to throw in a... Just make that clear. I'm going to throw in a score every now and then. You throw in a score if you want to. You don't You don't have to, but... but I probably won't be throwing in many scores, but I'm just going to kind of give a... The listeners should know where you fall on the yes. on the score scale, if that okay. makes sense. They okay. will. Um, so, first game, Thursday night, first Big Ten game of 2018 is New Mexico State at the Minnesota Golden Gophers, 6 o'clock p.m., all Central Standard Times, please. Yes. This is on the Big Ten Network. The line, as it stands right now, is 22.5 for the Gophers. Um, Mm. For me, uh, what I am interested to see right from the start is Zach Ennick said. I want to see see that too, but I also want to see can they handle what looks to be probably a pretty bad team. Yeah. um, I I will say that, and this kind of gets right into how I feel about the line in the game. Um, One of the things I've learned over the years when I have – paid attention to mm-hmm. games such as this is that you got to be careful of the looked bad last week. The line all of a sudden jumps away sure. from that team. And let's not forget they played a good Wyoming defense. Wyoming is yeah, good. Like legit. Wyoming literally has a top 10 
quality defense. Think so? I heard a guy talk about they wow. have three to four NFL players on their defense wow. right now. And uh, New Mexico State's defense wasn't bad in that game. That no, Wyoming didn't terrible. have any more right. points. So I think there's a little too much. So they gave up some rushing yards. The Gophers are a pretty good rushing team. I think that's going to be their strength. Yes. But they didn't give up many passing yards. Maybe they maybe Wyoming didn't have to pass. Correct. But. So with that being said, I think the under is going to look good in that game. Mm-hmm. I am feeling like uh I'm feeling like a like a 24 to 13, 24 to 10 type of game. See, I was going to go a little I was going to go Gophers in a little easier contest. Okay. Um maybe keep it close for a while but run away in the second half. Yeah. And I'm just counting on their running offense which looks like it's going to be the strength of their For sure. Their their um at least on the offensive side the the rush will be their which will, so, which will, which will eat up, which will eat up the clock, shorten the game, and wear them down, and make sense for somebody picking New Mexico State at twenty-two and a half. In fact, I feel so good about it. Uh, good right. ones, ones I feel good about. That's... They get, they get the dollar sign. Okay, okay. Then, fantastic! Holy cow! Can we <laughs> let, let's let's back up just a second? Okay. So there's a little uni note uh, that we should point out for the game tomorrow. All right. Uh, New Mexico State is outfitted by Under Armour. They don't have their away uniforms yet. Under Armour has not delivered them. <laughs> so all they have is their dark uniforms. So they're going to wear dark, and Minnesota's going with their whites. Really? Their white hyper elite or uniforms. Okay. And that's hyper H-Y-P-R-R. Hmm. Not sure what that means. How do you feel about the or going down the middle of the helmet? I'd be really offended if I was a Gophers, <laughs> Gophers fan. I mean, I, I would be upset. It's, I, would, yeah. I would not want that. Because that's that's about that's about boat boy. That's not about the University of Minnesota with, Correct. with the or. It's just I know. odd. It's just odd. To Strange. Me. I mean, it's I mean, one thing to have that be your slogan, but another to put it on your uniform. Next game, a big one, a huge game for the Big Ten West. Northwestern at Purdue, seven o'clock p.m. This one is on ESPN line. Purdue favored by one point five points um that one's moved a little bit hasn't just it? a little okay. not much um still favored though still favored it went from three to one and a half so just that point surprised and a half me a line. little bit i thought northwestern would be favored there okay they've won eight games in a row right they just won the, their bowl game isn't it the most in the country yes, correct yeah, for a power five team yeah. yeah they've won eight games in a row and they're dogs all signs point to clayton thorson at the very least playing oh i think so in fact i'm calling this the shaky knee showdown because you got Sindelar with his repaired knee, and you got Thorson with his. So, <laughs> but then the, uh, Purdue's got Blau as a backup, so they've got one and a half quarterbacks, and I think Northwestern has a half right now. Yeah, I will say I I've thought about it the other day. We're probably overstating this backup quarterback thing for Northwestern. I I'm sure the person can throw a forward pass. Like it's not as bad. <laughs> yes. as, well, I'm just saying it's getting it's getting you, overstated. Do you see it. their starting lineup? They released the starting lineup. Yeah. And it was two quarterbacks. Correct. Clayton Thorson or whatever his name, AJ yep. White. I can't remember his name. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So um, this is intriguing to me because this is, if you win this game, <laughs> it's like you're starting the year out oh, it's with, a huge with, head start, with an advantage right? over yeah. the rest of the Big Ten right. West. It's, yeah. in, it's insane. But on the other side of it, you lose. You, you're you're playing catch up right from week right. one. It's a now, bad way to start your year. Coaches are going to say, we love it. It's a great opportunity. Inside the roster, they like it. No, of course no. not. There is there. No, but is this no is way. not going away. The Big Ten's going to keep yes. playing uh, Thursday night openers. Yeah, 
And I, well, maybe some Fridays too. I saw the schedule coming up. Yeah. I think Illinois has got one in the next I, few years. I like, I like it selfishly, but I, like I, don't, I don't know how I'm going to feel until I was playing in one of those. Right. So, and any fan base would be the same. So who you got? So I'm going Purdue. I, I chose Purdue in our, our preview episode. So I, I can't go back on it and I don't want to go back on it because they've, they're riding high right now. They've got a lot of energy. They're at home. It's a night game to start up the season. I think they pull it off based on adrenaline. All of that is like kumbaya happiness. Like Yes. I Well, and Jeff Brown is also the greatest coach in the world. Jeff Brown is a very good coach. Yes. So is Pat Fitzgerald. True. And the I that the defense that Northwestern is bringing back in their front seven mm-hmm. is good. Their linebackers and, are so-so. Yeah. But Patty Fisher is fantastic. Their yes. D-line's good. Their secondary will be fine. Yeah. Their offensive line will be improved. I Well, they I, were actually pretty good by the end of last year. Right. I really like Northwestern. Here. Okay. I think something in the lines of 24 to 17. Like okay. It, they're so, gonna, so this I, is the so one. So if we I like look. it a lot. Okay. That's a second. There you one. go. Two, two in a row. So you're saying put money on Northwestern. Not only. Hey, so they're okay. obviously going to. Uh, if they I, win, they're they're going to cover. But put first thing I'm going to say is, if you are <laughs> listening to this podcast and you are honestly thinking about using everything I say to to <laughs> wager actual American dollars, maybe think please twice. stop and think. <laughs> we like to have fun. Just think, just think things through. So okay, moving on. Yes, let's move on. Friday night, two games again for the Big Ten. First up at six o'clock p.m. Mm. on Big Ten Network is Utah State. At Michigan State, line is uh, Michigan State by 23 and a half. Um, I think what I wrote down for the first thing I want to see is just how will Michigan State just look that dominant up front uh, playing Utah State? Mm -hmm. Will seventh-year player LJ Scott get off to a big start? So this is a pretty average Utah State team. This is a team that Michigan State – if they're going to be contending for the East, which I think they are, should just roll over. So I'm thinking, you know, three touchdown margin here for 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 Sparty, possibly more. Okay. Well, the line is 23 and a half, so okay. you're you're right on it. Um, okay. Um, yeah, I I, I I don't like this game, but I just feel like this is kind of in a 23 and a half seems like a lot of points for two teams that. I know we know a lot about about Michigan State. Don't we? we know Michigan State's mm-hmm. good, but I, I could just see it being somewhat of a not a immense blowout right from the start. Just kind of a sloppy backdoor cover for Utah State. Michigan State's going to win yeah. this game comfortably, but I yep. just I just like that feeling of twenty three and a half points for that. So you're going with Utah, Utah State. State plus okay. the points, but Michigan State to win the game. Okay, okay. Friday night game number two. At 8 o'clock p.m. on ESPN, Western Kentucky at the Wisconsin Badgers. Line is Badgers by 36 points. Um, I think I'm just pretty much looking at I'm looking at Badgers quarterback. I want to see I want to see if he looks sharp as he did in the bowl game. Okay, I'm I'm kind of the opposite. My question is, will they even attempt a forward pass in this game? <laughs> Do they need to? Um, I doubt it. Do they really want to wear his arm out? I'm, no, I'm joking. Um, well, they they're going to need to test their back their their receivers, right? They they lost their two top receivers for this game, so yes, they will be throwing the ball, but they probably don't need to. Um, historically, the Badgers don't play very well in these opening games 
with um with some of the really yeah sure uh, yeah and I, maybe I mean last year first game which I believe actually was Utah State they look flat okay I but. That's, that's man, I, I have a memory bank of a lot of 52 to 13 games in my head for for Wisconsin. Well, I'm going under on on the line personally, but I'm okay. st- I still think they'll win easily yeah. by about four touchdowns. Yeah. Um. I, the other thing I'm going to be kind of interested in is Western Kentucky's got a, some pop at at on offense. It's going to be kind of the first time to see is is Wisconsin's defense going to pick up right where it left off mm-hmm. from everybody's just assuming even though they've had a lot of losses it, is is it going to just be that dominant right from the start again right but keep in mind they did lose a really good quarterback yeah and th- I think three offensive line starters from last year I did not know about yeah the so line. They, they may not be that good on offense okay well. That just helps me out even more with what I think, which is okay. I like Wisconsin to cover the 36. You do? Yes. Really? Yeah. I don't I don't love it, but that's that's if you put a gun to my head, that's where okay. I'm gonna say it. Again. I do not. Yeah. We need to write these down and, and fact check. Okay. Well, I've got them written down. Okay, good. We will fact check. We have a website for that, just so you know, which is uh, Jeffrey the Greek at WordPress. So are we posting all of these predictions? Sure, absolutely. Okay, yeah, gotta do that. All right, moving on to the Saturday games. Uh, September first, just a just a smorgasbord, yes, of college football, and three days in a row with Big Ten football. Yes, when's the last it. time that happened? Oh, I think, think so. a lot. Minnesota's played a lot of Thursday night games. Michigan State's played a lot of Friday night games. So is Wisconsin okay. for the opening weekend. All right. Um, I'm I'm glad that the Big Ten stays away from the Sunday and Monday games, though. Don't need it. Are you? Yeah, it doesn't. I mean, I mean, if there was a game, I'm going to watch it. But yeah, yeah. Well, as an Illinois fan, I always thought, just play whenever. If we're if we're going to be one of the only teams on TV, I'd rather someone watch us than not. Sure. I mean, who's watching Illinois at 11 a.m. on a Saturday when there's 30 other games going on? Somebody gambling against Illinois. True. <laughs> okay. Touche. Um, right. <laughs> sorry, man. Um, nine games on Saturday. Uh, first up, 11 o'clock a.m. on Big Ten Network. Texas State at Rutgers. The line is Rutgers by 16 and a half. Uh, first thing I want to look for, kind of like with Minnesota, is mm-hmm. Arter. Arter is who I'm looking at, too. Good, yeah. not good. But also, I want to look at their defense because they lost so much off that defense with that credit card little scandal. Four guys recently, but four guys before that. So I want to see if they can slow down a pretty bad Texas State team. Yes, Texas State has been awful Atrocious. and doesn't seem to be getting any better. They are veteran this year, but I don't, I'm not sure that's sweetening the deal because they were really bad last year. I still think Rutgers looks like a team that has been on the 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 rise. I I think so too. I mean, you you, you got to give Chris Ash credit mm-hmm. for what has been done. If you are laying out a blueprint for when a coach takes over, he for, at Rutgers specifically, he has been following it. Yep. Um, if you listen to previous podcasts, I think Rutgers has a d- decent shot of making a bowl this year. That's that's just me. If I feel that way, I definitely think they're going to win this game, which mm-hmm. I do. I think their defense is going to look just fine. I think Texas State is going to fly up from Texas to New Jersey mm-hmm. and not really feel like playing this game quite as much if they don't get off to a good start, which I don't think they will. Um, I, I I like Rutgers to to win this game, and I like it a lot. I think they okay. win by 21, if not more points. So I definitely have them covering the 16 and a half easy. Okay. 
I'm going to go the other way. I'm going under on the, on the 16, or I'm having Texas State cover the 16 and a half spread. I'm going to say about a 14 point spread okay. for Rutgers. So just not quite there to cover. Yeah. Okay. All right. Moving on to the uh, second game we'll cover for Saturday, uh, also at 11 o'clock a.m., also on Big Ten Network, which is Kent State at your Fighting Illini. Take it away. Well, I was a little surprised this wasn't our Big Ten game of the week, but <laughs> I'm not going to complain too much. So what do I want to see here? First 16, of all, 16 and a half point spread, by yep, the way. 16 and a half point by spread. By the way, 16 and a half point spread for both Rutgers. And yes. Illinois. I guess they're just like, eh, oh, these guys both suck. Let's just go 16 and a half. <laughs> <laughs> against horrible teams. Uh, so the first thing I'm looking for is uh, who is suspended for Illinois because it could be up still, to five players. Still out there. That We're not gonna. We'll find out at 11 a.m. on mm-hmm. Saturday. Mm-hmm. So it could be uh, four defensive pl- starters, defensive starters suspended, um, not just starters but good ones. So that's gonna that would change my my kind of uh, prediction of this game quite a bit. Let's just assume that most of them are going to be there. Kent State was a horrible team last year, as was Illinois. Kent State is probably going to be a horrible team again this year, first-year coach. I'm picking Illinois big in this game, at least three scores. Yeah. Um, I it's When I found out one of the possible suspensions was your stud tight end and your stud safety, yep. that scares the bejesus out of me. And to be honest with you, our cornerback may be the best of all of them, and <sighs> he looks like he could be suspended too, but – I'm actually feeling pretty good about the tight end and the defensive end. Not so much about the safety and the cornerback. Okay. And we know the offensive guard is gone. He's out maybe okay. for the whole year. But from what I've seen, I think A.J. Bush, the transfer quarterback mm-hmm. for Illinois, has been looking good. Yep. Uh, Dudex, healthy. Finally. Um, I'm sorry, running back. Uh, Epstein. Epstein. Yep. Like healthy again. Yep. Got injured against Iowa last year. Yep. Don't love it, but certainly I, I think I, I think Illinois can cover by by a good three or four points. Then now, so they're going against a very high tempo offense. Sean mm-hmm. Lewis is from the Dino Babers tree. Um, Illinois switched into a high tempo offense, so it could be a really high scoring affair too. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Third game we will talk about um, is also at eleven o'clock a.m. This one is on ABC. We got Oregon State traveling into the horseshoe to take on the Ohio State. Ohio State with the biggest line of the week for a Big Ten team. Go figure. At 38 and a half points. First thing I want to see is Dwayne Haskins. Um, yeah. Certainly has gotten a lot of pub with preseason rankings mm-hmm. for, for quarterbacks. He has looked good in yep. the chances he's had to play. This is the first chance you get to see him play in a whole game. Um, as far as playing a power five opponents, this is about as scrimmagey as yeah, you can I think so. get uh, for, for anybody in the big 10, let alone Ohio state. But, but I, I still, I want to see what Dwayne Haskins looks like. Yeah. My big concern for Ohio state is does anyone get injured for sure? Yeah. So in the battle of the OSUs, I think they're going to basically have a cakewalk here, but it's a huge spread. Big spread. I think I'm going to go slightly in the, in favor of Oregon State OSU. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think J.K. Dobbins is going to run for, like, Tecmo Bowl, Bo okay. Jackson type of numbers okay. in this game, um, or at least the whole entire rushing tack for Ohio State. Um, that could slow the game down or, you know, or, or chew up the clock, I mean, sure. and speed the game up and, and, and make it a shorter game. But it is just – my what I'm reading is that and 
this is just a small aside. You can't blame Ohio State players for things that have happened off no. the field. It is, it is, it's not their fault. I don't no. know how else to to say it, but they're still caught up in it. In a certain way, I wonder if this has. They're they're angry right now is what I I believe has okay. gone on. I was impressed by Ryan Day's uh, press conference. Well, let's also say they have a great coaching staff, of even course. without Urban Meyer. It, yes, they I think they'll be fine. They have multiple guys in the room that know how to put a game plan yes. together, communicate to the team, and get things going. I like Ohio State to cover the thirty-eight wow. and a half points. That's going to be. I really, I literally think it's going to be like fifty-six to ten. And let's let's also point out. Jonathan Jonathan Smith is a first year coach for Oregon State. Uh, yeah, yeah. So traveling across traveling that. across the country and right. landing in the horseshoe. Right. Good luck and yeah. on your eleven o'clock game. Which, by the way, body clock, which I'm a That's big true. believer in. Yeah. It's gonna be gonna be a pretty early game. Yep. For for uh, Oregon State. Then the last eleven o'clock game. I don't think there's any doubt that it uh, is the best eleven o'clock game on the slate. On FS1, we've got the Texas Longhorns at the Maryland Terrapins. Texas is favored by 13. That line has That's moved crazy. from eight and a half. <laughs> that is crazy to 13 to Texas. Yeah, and I don't. I think that's a little extreme. What about you? Um, I liked. I understood the eight and a half. I've made it known on a previous podcast or anybody that wants to hear me mm-hmm. talk. I, we don't know these teams that well. Right. We th- only think we know these teams that well. I I know what the score of the Texas Maryland game was last year. And, and by the way, there's there's very small amounts of things that carry over from one year to the other. That's not lost on me. Right. But I know what Maryland's offense looked like when it was up and running with their starting quarterbacks. Well, I can tell you what it looked like to me: speed, speed, and more speed. Correct. And that's love what I'm Ty Johnson. I, I, yeah. I, I feel like Maryland can put up. I mean, I was going to say Maryland could put enough, enough points to stay in the game. Maryland could win by three touchdowns. I have no idea. They could. I don't see that happening, I guess, because of the, the disarray, but I also don't get that 13 point line. Yeah. That makes no sense to me. I take Maryland to cover that easily. Yeah. I think it's a close game, but I think Texas wins it. I feel like there's, degenerate gambling in me that's like I'm I'm hearing voices in my head that said there's a reason but but there's a <laughs> right well the right. desert people know the desert people know um but this is another thing to look at the desert people set this at eight and a half yeah the public moved it up correct to 13 and a half right so with that being said I'm I'm taking Maryland plus the points I I I, 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 I do. don't know what to say other than I think it's going to be a good game. If you put a gun up to my head right now, I think Texas pulls it out. Yeah, me too. But so, what do you think the who do you think the pros are betting on? Who do you think the Joes are betting on? I, I okay. I think the pros are betting on Maryland, and I think yeah. the Joes are betting on Texas. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we move into the two thirty games, afternoon games. Once again, all times central. Two thirty on Big Ten Network. App State, App, uh, App State uh, goes into Happy Valley to take on Penn State. Penn State is favored by 24 points. I mean, I I, I love watching Trace, Trace McSorley play. Mm-hmm. That's As what I'm. Like. That's what I'm watching play. Okay, um, I'm looking at the young defense for Penn State. Mm-hmm. I want to see how they look. And uh, let's keep in mind, App State is a good team, a good program. They are. 
they are going to hang around, I think, for quite a while with Penn State. Um, <clears throat> I like App State to to cover in this game. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I liked it even before I kind of heard about some of the attrition things mm-hmm. with Penn State. Yeah. Um, it wouldn't shock me. I'm going to talk out of two sides of my mouth here. It wouldn't okay. shock me to, to see Penn State uh, uh, pull away with this. But again, we're, we're, we're talking about an App State team that has won a lot of games yeah. the last couple of years. They've got a good coaching situation they in do. place. I'm not 100% sure what, what the thought process in this line, other than there's still a, well, it's just App State. Well, I can tell you one thought process is they lost a four-year starter quarterback. Yeah, that could have something to do with it. Taylor Lamb is now gone. So new quarterback, perhaps that was part of it. But I still think tough program, good team, good, well-coached team. I, I like Cap State here. Yep. Uh, obviously, Penn State not sweating it out, I don't think. No. But a, a nice, firm 14-17 to 17 point win, which is a full touchdown under the line. So for mm-hmm. me, that's, that's, like that that's a good one. Okay. Yep. Um, next up, the only other 2.30 p.m. game on uh, Big Ten Network as well. The Northern Illinois University Huskies coming into Iowa City to play the Iowa Hawkeyes. The Iowa is favored by 10.5 points. That is down from 14.5 points. Mm. Uh, the 14-and-a-half-point line was put why. out literally hours before the offensive tackles yes. were deemed ineligible, and then it pretty much dropped right after a that. A four-and-a-half-point swing for the starting tackles. Four-point swing. Oh, is it a four-point? Yeah, 14-and-a-half to 10-and-a-half. But that's how much Sutton Smith is yep. impacting this line here. Yeah, and, and just understanding that Iowa wants to run the ball and and okay. the type of you know ball control offense they played uh, tackles tackles mean something when you you got to hold sure. a talented defensive yeah. end on play action. Well, and and Northern is built like a Big Ten team. They're really good on both lines. Yep. So I I, I like um, I like Northern's team. I think I'm going Northern to to cover the spread here. And what how you, as far as the game? How I'm do you thinking feel? a one score game, either three or seven points here. Okay. Um, something to kind of point out right here. Uh, uh, Kirk Ferentz will be going for his 144th win. Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah. So and I just want to say, I know I'm an Iowa fan, but if there's something big like this for another team, I would, I swear I'd bring this up too. This is a milestone sure. thing. So it's going to gonna pass Hayden Fry. He would correct? pass Hayden Fry yep. for, for big 10 wins all time in Iowa history. It would also move him into sole fifth place in the Big Ten Conference all-time, all-time for yes. wins behind Amos Alonzo Stagg, Bo Schembechler, Woody Hayes, and Joe Paterno. Wow. That's I mean, impressive. And, and Kirk Ferentz fifth. But he's not a very good coach. <laughs> That's a whole other podcast that I'd like to all complain he, about. All he does is win eight or nine games a year. In Big Iowa City, in Iowa which City. is historically very, very good. Right. Yeah. And by the way, Iowa fans aren't happy with seven or eight wins every year, we understand that you're going to have seven or eight wins, but we, you know, we wanted to get to a, a 10 and 11 win team every now and then. Well, but you do. Right. I um, love seven or eight wins. Yeah. Um, the one thing I am, I mean, I'm looking for everything in this game, but the one, one thing I'm really kind of interested in is with the tackles out, mm-hmm. what is the run game going to look like? Uh, you, you know, the game plan, defensive game plan for Northern Illinois. It's the same of every, team Iowa plays they're going to load up the box and see if we can still run the ball 
how how long till Brian Ferentz is he going to pull the trigger and throw the ball and move it around more? Mm-hmm. I'm I'm okay. interested to see if he would actually try to blow it open and and do something like right. that. No offense, a weapon. So I don't know. We'll see how that goes. I'm just gonna be watching Sutton Smith. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, I was shocked to learn Sutton Smith is white. What? Yes, I didn't know that. Yeah, he played uh, played running back in high school. Yeah, I knew that. He was recruited by Alabama. But then he got. I didn't in- hear that. Yeah, got recruited by Alabama, but then he got injured. Okay. Like right before his senior year, lost a lot of his scholarship offers. Northern Illinois brought him in, took him to linebacker and then to defensive end. Do you remember where he went to high school? So- so- Southern type of deal. I think maybe Texas. Really? Don't oh, hold okay. me. Don't wow. hold me to that, but I'm pretty sure. And apparently, he's all the way up to 245 pounds. Yes. Yeah, he played right. at 225 last yeah. year with whatever it was 29 yep. tackles for loss yep crazy northern illinois got a they've got a they think a second or third day um draftable tackle to offensive oh, okay. tackle they've got some talent all right uh six o'clock p.m game on cbs sports network when you know you're on cbs sports network it must be a big one in this case it is indiana <laughs> flying down first game of the year this is crazy. big 10 team Flying down to Florida to play FIO. I hope their current AD did not schedule this because he should be no. fired. And that's pretty much been everybody's reaction to seeing that. By the way, the Hoosiers are favored by 10 and a half points. <sighs> this is not a bad FIU team. This is Butch Davis in the second year. Had a great year last year. I'm a little concerned for Indiana, especially the weather. Take into account the weather. They're not going to be used to the heat down there. Um, I think they win it, but I think that it is a very, very close game. I Think about this. Teams fly down to play in bowl games from the Big Ten footprint into, mm-hmm. you know, Florida, California, yep. Texas, whatever to play. And I, I think it is a advantage for the a team that they're playing down there. If, they, if, if you know, Iowa plays down in the Outback Bowl against a team from the SEC, yep. it's, it's, it's a, I believe it's, it's an, an advantage. advantage. For, so, so what do you have to say about – what you're flying down for probably two nights. They they probably right. fl- flying down Friday night. And they're flying back s- either Saturday yes. night or or late Saturday night. That that's a huge advantage for FIU. Absolutely, I can tell you. Illinois flew down to USF last year earlier in the year. Looked and sloppy. They, well, they had they had a difficult time with the the heat. Yeah, it just it didn't go very well. So the one thing I'm looking for from Indiana, are they indeed bigger, faster, stronger like they have been touting? That's that's the one thing that I'm looking for. Also, quarterback. Does Penix get any snaps here? I want to. I'm looking for those two things. Penix is the freshman, four-star yep. guy. Yep. Peyton Ramsey, veteran, but not skill-wise, maybe not a Big Ten quarterback. So curious about the quarterback. Curious about how they look physically. And I just same same stuff. I just want to see how solid Indiana either looks or doesn't look because mm-hmm. I I don't know. I think it's kind of what you brought up with you know Illinois traveling down last year. First game of the of the year, you're you're on the road to Florida. I I just envision sloppiness. Yeah, I would envision sloppiness for most teams flying down in that situation. Is that what we're going to see? But I tell you one thing: ten and a hook. If you can get on it right now for FIU, I, yeah. I think I might go. We're, we're gonna. I think that's a that's a double. I agree with you on there. And one uni note here: Indiana has eliminated names on back of their uniform. No names. No names. Doesn't on the back. does it say Hoosiers? No, nothing. Nothing. Plain. Just blank. I think that brings more weight to my uh, uh, boob, boobness of, of Tom, uh, Tom Allen. Allen. Okay. So we still have the, to do... A guy, a, guy that, <laughs> a guy that 
coaches with a bullhorn when his player is two feet away from him, also takes the name off the back of his jersey. Hey, come to Indiana, you get coached with a bullhorn, and you don't get your name on the back of your jersey. Well, do you know who else doesn't have the name on the back of their jersey? Penn State. Okay. But it's the greatest uniform in the history of college football. If you say so. so. Let's move on. All right. So uh, also, well, a little bit later than uh, that game, 7 o'clock p.m. on Fox, we've got the Akron Zips. By the way, horrible name. (laughs) The (laughs) The Akron Zips going to in Lincoln to play Nebraska Cornhuskers. The Fighting Frosties are 26-point favorites. Mm -hmm. Take it away. Okay. What am I looking for in this game? Here's the first thing. I want to know, is Scott Frost indeed a demigod? Or at least some sort of minor deity? Has he been given tools by the gods to assist him in his journey? Like a magical playbook, let's say. That's number one. Uh, the second thing... I thought I've been workshopping, how about uh, Jesus Frost? Because it's oh, okay. kind of close to... Yeah. Okay, you know, yeah, we, we, we'll we have gotta, to work on that one. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but we can come up with some sort of, you know, similar similar thing to Ashtabula Jesus. Yeah. Let's work on that. Okay. But as I researched Akron, they're actually not... They were not that good last year. Last they, year. Last year. But they played yeah, a lot of young, a lot of young guys. Okay, I didn't know that. Um, they were like... 121st in offense, and somehow they won the East, yeah. the MAC East. Yeah. Um, I, I'm expecting Nebraska to kind of run away with this thing. Okay. I think I'm I'm going Nebraska to cover the 25. Um, you know they got a Akron's got a Bowden coaching them. I know. Yeah. I couldn't believe that yeah. Bowden was still coaching. You know, Terry, right? Terry Bowden. Terry yeah. Bowden. He's not. It's looking. like his, it's like his seventh year there. It's crazy. Yeah. Um. I mean, certainly one thing I want to look for. There's two things I want to look for is is watching Adrian Martinez play, mm-hmm. along with Scott Frost's ability to walk on water while calling yes. plays. Um, Adrian Martinez has also been like I, like Bruce Feldman and Stuart Mandel. I think have, post, have Adrian Martinez posters up up in their rooms. I'm sure they in do in their office. Yeah. Um, Okay, I feel like we need to dial this back. Every time I li- re-listen to the podcast, I'm like, God, I would hate us if I was a Nebraska fan. But well, we it's it's easy to to cast stones right now because everyone the the love for Scott Frost has just gotten so out of control. And, and me and you aren't going to sit here he and coach the game yet, right? And and by the way, there are there's there's a Nebraska fans that are saying exactly that same thing. Like, I hope he so. hasn't coached a game right. yet. You know, like I've I've heard this uh, out of other people, you know, not, not just people like me and you, nobody doubts that Scott Frost is a good coach. Correct. He's a, he's a, he's a good coach. And it's just gotten a little overboard. That's all. It's as if he's already won a national championship right. there. Um, so then on one thing, the, the no black shirts were given out for this game. And, okay. and Eric Chenander, the, the defensive coordinator said, why would we give black shirts out? No, last time we were on the field, he actually mentioned the last couple games they played versus yeah. Minnesota and Iowa, which were awful. And he said, we don't deserve it until we see it inside Memorial Stadium, which by the way, that's He's right. 100, 100% yeah. is the correct way to say it. you got to challenge your team. So, so the two things I'm looking for. Are they all wearing pink shirts in the meantime? I, I don't know. Okay, Kurt, let's move know. on. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I mean, it, it'll be interesting to see Adrian Martinez play. It'll be interesting mm-hmm. to see how much better Nebraska's defense is. I, I, I might have gotten uh, 
information that I shouldn't have heard that's gonna uh uh but I heard I heard some info on Acker and that that okay. they were trending up with things last year okay. and they got a lot of guys back. Um like forty one to seventeen is a cover for Akron. That seems to be about what the score would be. Okay. I could see and, that. And that still would be Nebraska obviously winning comfortably, but Akron covering. Mm-hmm. I don't love that. Okay. Like I can certainly see forty nine to ten, you know, type of deal, but even then that's you know, I don't know. Thirty nine points right there. Yeah. I'm just saying like I, I I just don't think it's gonna be quite that big of a okay. quite that big of a spread. All right, moving on. Yeah. So this is uh, the uh, biggest game of the week. So for that, we have the following. Hold on. Yes. We got we're high we're high level here. Great for, drop. <laughs> um, Big Ten game of the week, obviously. Uh, Michigan going on the road to play yeah. Notre Dame, six thirty p.m. on NBC, which mm-hmm. is. Notre Dame's uh, uh, TV station. The line is uh, Notre Dame 1.5, and mm-hmm. it started Michigan being favored right. by one. Right, and the more I looked into this, so I, I already picked Notre Dame in our our, our preseason predictions, okay. so I'm going to stick with that. But the more I look at it, the less you know solid I feel about that pick here. But I'm sticking with it. But in the meantime, I'm I'm going to be looking at Shea Patterson. I want to look at the different offense that they're going to be running with Shea under center. I want to see how how that operates, and I want to just watch the supposedly on paper devastating Michigan defense. I have no doubts you're going to see on the field on paper wherever they played this game. You're going to see a, a devastating Michigan defense. I think uh, to use the uh, unfrozen caveman lawyer, they're going to frighten and frighten confuse and Brandon Windbrush. Okay. Like it, yeah. I, I just, he, I mean, I think their own coaches said that Brandon Win- Winbush had the yips. That was, that, that Did is they how. Did they say that? Either it's, were they you, either it it's least? yes, either oh, it's Lord. been used so much. I'm not feeling good about this at all. In the the vernacular of Twitter and with Notre Dame fans, yeah. that they they said that the coaches somewhat acknowledged it because oh, they boy. I know they said you should see this kid in practice Tuesday through Thursday, but obviously that's not the Brandon Wimbush that doesn't that kind of isn't that the definition of yips right right there? Yeah, I think so. So I, I I've got to see this new and improved or whatever this is out of Brandon Wimbrush. Like he's, he's looking for, for confidence and the, your first game out of the year, they're the ones that should be playing Akron, you know, but yeah. they're playing, they're playing Michigan. Right. Huge game. And I do believe in Shea Patterson. Like one thing I've heard is will, will Jim Harbaugh be able to switch his offense around? Well, that's what for, I, that was my initial thought. And then, and then I thought about that. Yeah he ran a completely different offense at Stanford that he went into the NFL and ran with, with mobile quarterbacks. Right. I, I he, he, he's had a whole off season. He'll be just fine running. I, I just, no, I mean, Tyreek black going down, not good, not no. good, but they still have Donovan people's Jones, Oliver yeah, but, Martin, but let's keep in mind their offensive line was not great last year. I expect him to be better, but th- that's a question mark for me. I think that's overblown. Think so. And obviously, all these things kind of came into my play with picking Michigan to win the the Big Ten. But they were running the ball well by the end of the year. 
I I remember watching Michigan games. I remember uh, my buddies and my cousins were all on like a text chain watching Michigan just look horrible in a in a game. Mm-hmm. It wasn't because their offensive line wasn't given the quarterbacks time to throw. They, their quarterbacks were just missing throws. Were just bad, yeah. Well, I saw that a lot last year. So I that's that's my thought process. You're going to see the same, if not somehow better, Michigan defense, a little bit better offensive line. Well, honestly, much I'm, better quarterback play, yeah. and I think they're I think their receiving has took they'll, a step up too. Yeah, I even with Tyreek Black, even without Black, I think they'll being be out. So I, I this is I mean you're giving me a point and a half mm-hmm. with Michigan. I don't blame you. Love it. I don't blame you at all. Let me tell a little story about Notre Dame, Michigan. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this is so great to have this. Oh, to have this game back. But here's a question for you before I get to my story. Would you want this every year? Notre Dame, Michigan, every year. As an as a Iowa fan, or is it just a Big Ten fan? Just as a football fan. Obviously, yes. Okay. I think it's something I'd like to see every few years. Just to give it a little bit more feel. Yeah. Yeah. So 2011, years 2011, I got an invite from my first cousin for her wedding. I looked at it. Oh, fall wedding, Saturday. What did I do? I went to the college football schedule. It was Notre Dame, Michigan. <laughs> it was that back and forth game yes, with uh, I remember. shoelaces. Yep. They So Notre Dame had it won. Then shoelaces came back and won it. And then Notre Dame almost came back and won it. I sat at home by myself and watched that game instead of being at my first cousin's wedding. So a little precursor on why you love Big Ten football enough to eventually start a podcast because yeah, exactly. that's what. Yeah, I thought. I mean, I've had, that. I've had relationships ended. I mean, back in my twenties and early thirties. Oh, sure. 30s yeah, me I, too. When I, it was more of a hobby than it was a serious girlfriend. It was like, you mean you're not gonna go to the wedding with me? And I'd be like. <laughs> no, no, no way. I thought it was playing like, yeah. like silly. Yeah. Yeah. Then even for, uh, uh, but I love your, I love your thought process with playing it every three years yeah. or so. And it, I think it would get kind of old if they played it every year. It's special. They, I, I should know this, but how, how often when it was up and running, how often did they play it? I don't think it was ever no. a yearly year. Yeah. I mean, it was like they'd play every other year or every third year or something like that. And then how many? It's been a handful since they played, right? Yeah, but I mean, I'm they okay played. They played Michigan, Michigan State, Purdue. Pretty They've regular. always had a Big Ten heavy yeah. schedule. Two this year again. Again, remember Northwestern. Plays oh, that's right. They, they play Northwestern. Yeah. 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 So no, definitely excited for this game. Um, I think Big Ten game of the week. The only other game that I can think of nationally that would maybe rival it would be. Uh, Auburn Washington. That one I'm really looking forward to. I'm looking to. forward to that yeah. that game too. I I don't want it to go down like this, but I like Auburn Do in you? that game. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's a long trip for Washington to go out and play They're a talented in Georgia, Auburn right? team. Yeah. Yeah. At the at the dome. Yeah. So into SEC country. So Of course. Yes. Um I mean would another it, another thing we'll touch on, but would Auburn uh, ever go to Seattle? Of course of course not. No. Um, no, they would never do that. Um, the, you know, another SEC thing, but Scott Docterman put out some great stuff on Twitter about how many power five teams play 10 power five opponents. Right. Yeah. And every conference was littered with multiple teams that have played. Now, a lot of it obviously has to do with 
the Big 12, Pac-12, and Big 10 all play nine, nine conference, conference yeah. games, so that's nine right yep. there. But most of them still play another Power 5 team outside of it to make it 10, Pac-12 and, and Big 12 included. The ACC still had, I believe, five teams that played They were 10, still well ahead of the SEC. Which had zero. Which had, yeah. Not one SEC team plays 10 Power 5 opponents. Unbelievable. And then you mix in the fact that they switch it up by putting the Mercers of Citadel, the world, Citadel et cetera, the second to last week, right before the rivalry the, of the year. Yeah. It's it's an it's embarrassing. Yeah. All right, that's pretty much it yeah. for the podcast. That's all we got. Um, Let's watch some football, baby. Yeah. So hey guys, uh, we're almost there. Enjoy the football. Yes. Um, we very much appreciate the boost in in listeners. Please keep subscribe. So we are on yes. iTunes now. We're on Stitcher. We're on Stitcher. We will be on Spotify in about a week. Okay. We're on Podbean. That's who hosts for us. So if you just want to go to the Podbean uh, app and download that and listen from there, you can. So four different ways to listen to us. Please tell your friends. Yep. Um, uh, my buddy Josh had a fantastic rating and, and full full review for us. That was yeah. fantastic. Please do the same. Uh, we really appreciate it, and it's a lot of fun. We want to keep doing it, and you know, we definitely need the listeners to keep her going. And we're working on the rights to the music still. Yes, hang in there. We do. We do have intro and outro music that we yeah. love. That you know, you can't just use. So, all right, let's. All right, thanks a lot, guys. Football. Thanks.